0: Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, how a local scientist
1: became an accidental entrepreneur. I didn't set out to start a company. I thought that I'd be able to Google search, you know, non-infectious viral particles and order something to my lab so I could use it. And after I realized it didn't exist, you know, that's when a couple you know, nights of watching Shark Tank really just, you know, <laughs> made me realize I should go out and do this on my own.
0: go around the region, one thing that strikes me is how few people know what a dynamic place this is to start a life science business. A lot of the things that we are now taking for granted from the standpoint of healthcare and life extension are happening and were developed right here in our region. Indicative of that is our next guest, David Setlin. He is the founder of Mach-V Solutions a startup that's doing it the old-fashioned way, growing through revenue. I love stories like that, and I'm happy to have you here to share it. David, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much. I'm proud to be here. Well, your local boy made
0: good, and uh, yes. we love stories like that.
1: Very true. So I grew up in uh, Montgomery County, uh, went to school, um, Cabin John uh, Middle School, and then uh, Churchill High School, went to University of Maryland, got a master's degree at Hopkins and Shady Grove, uh, worked for a biotech called Human Genome Sciences right up in the uh, Gaithersburg area. And uh, it's a, like you said, it's a great place to start up a biotech. Um, and, you know, it's funny because when you're in the biotech community, it's, it's self-evident. There's, there's a bunch of big firms. There's a bunch of little firms. But I guess for, for the everyday uh, commuter around here, it's not as clear. The federal government really has a shadow over some of the, the uh, lesser industries like the biotech. Industry, so um, it's a, it's a it's a bit of a powerhouse. I mean, we draw resources from the universities, the federal agencies like the NIH. Um, a lot of tech transfer out of those types of labs that spin into these companies, and you know, like uh, Medimmune to name one, um, GlaxoSmithKline. Um, but there's also a lot of startup too. N- not so much the scale of like a San Francisco, but I think that's the goal of some people in this region to sort of bring up the area to, to be like a major cluster,
0: which, you know, when we look at the national economy, San Diego, San Francisco, Bay area and San Diego and up New Jersey, Princeton, these are the other parts of the country where biotechnology is as important and maybe more important than software or other technology areas. When you say biotechnology, David, what do you, what do you mean by that?
1: Oh, it's a good question. So, um, a lot of people don't, don't clearly distinguish between, uh, Pharmaceutical companies like like a Johnson and Johnson and a biotech company like a Genentech, and the major difference is a biotech company utilizes um, cells cells to produce uh, the therapeutic. So um, if anyone's seen Jurassic Park, they, remember that whole uh, cartoon where they take you through the cloning process, and um, they're expressing these these uh, these genes. Um, They've engineered these cells to to express these genes synthetically. And that's what a biotech company does. It it harnesses the power of cloning to express a therapeutic from a live cell. And a pharmaceutical company, uh, for the most part, just synthesizes chemicals that have a therapeutic value. So uh, just to drive it home, the biotech is a a live organism-based process. And the pharmaceutical company is a synthetic chemical-based process.
0: And to put it in perspective for folks that maybe don't follow us as closely, most of the cutting-edge discoveries that people are excited about these days with respect to, say, cancer therapeutics mm-hmm. or other, other earth-shaking things, that is out of biotechnology. It's the ability to manipulate things on a cellular level,
1: right? Absolutely. That's where the excitement is. I mean, it, I'm sure there's exciting things going on in the pharmaceutical world, too. Um, so that's nothing to, to sneeze at. But... Yeah, the biotech uh, world is kind of where the where all the energy and the you know the hot spot. I think.
0: So we have this incredibly cutting edge and interesting and important industry in our midst. You mentioned Medimmune and GlaxoSmithKline mm-hmm. and and others that are here. How does somebody like yourself get the entrepreneurial itch? Hmm. How did you decide to to start Mach V Solutions? Well, first of all, what do you do? Like, yeah, let's, that's let's start right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have to take everyone into the weeds a little bit, but um, I'll, I'll relate this in the best way I can. So if you if anyone's ever been to a brewery, right? You see these, these large stainless steel uh, tanks and the yeast cells, live cells are growing in these tanks producing the ethanol that turns into beer. And if you ever walk into a biotech plant, which we have around here, um, it's the same exact equipment, just on a larger scale. And instead of uh, yeast fermenting alcohol, you have mammalian cells producing these therapeutic proteins. So it was my job before I started my company to purify these therapeutics from this cell culture goop that had the, uh, the smell, the characteristics of really a beer. Uh, so we use filters, other components called, uh, it's called chromatography. It's just a means of separating out one thing from another based mm-hmm. on physical size, the charge, You know, not to get too much into the chemistry, but so it was my job to figure out ways of um, separating out our product from impurities. One impurity that's a major international concern is viral contamination, as you can imagine. So the way most- Because
0: if a virus is introduced, it would make somebody sicker- Absolutely. Instead of healthier from the therapy.
1: Absolutely. And so if there's any detection that a plant has a viral contamination, the FDA comes in and shuts it down. And this happens if you Google- I don't want to throw out names because I don't want to throw any companies under the bus, but it, it happens. You can, you can Google cases of this in the past. So in order to please the regulatory agencies, uh, the industry has to spike into their process live virus. To demonstrate that these filters can remove large amounts of it should there be a contamination. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Talking about playing with fire, you better be good at it. Well, it's done on a small scale, so yeah. And it's... your
0: technology allows the companies to do it in a different way without yes. introducing the virus.
1: Exactly. We, we use a non-infectious particle that mimics the characteristics of the live virus.
0: So what you're describing to me is when you cut through it all, you sound to me exactly like software entrepreneurs I've known, people who have started dry cleaners or restaurants. It sounds to me like you were in an industry, you saw a problem, you had an aha moment. Is yeah, that right?
1: Absolutely. I I actually, I didn't set out to start a company. I thought that I'd be able to Google search, you know, non-infectious viral particles and order something to my lab so I could use it. And after I realized it didn't exist, you know, that's when a couple, you know, nights of watching Shark Tank really just, you know, <laughs> made me realize I should go out and do this on my own. Yeah. So
0: if you were going to give a message to listeners who are thinking about taking an entrepreneurial journey, what would you
1: describe uh, as the most exciting thing about it for you so far? Um, the, the the different skill sets that you have to pick up along the way to be even, you know, have a chance of success. The, you know, like I was, I had one skill set and that was, you know, in the lab uh, doing purification and I had to pick up, you um, just from the sheer necessity, I had to pick up accounting, uh, marketing, sales, production, all these skills that I can apply to my next phase in life. If Whether this succeeds or not, who knows? But mm-hmm. I, I think in the end, I'll have developed other skill sets that can be applied.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, David, it's really terrific for me personally to have a chance to talk with you. And I'm sure that our listeners appreciate learning that biotechnology and entrepreneurship are alive and well here in the D.C. region.
1: Oh, it certainly is. Yeah, just drive up 270 and you'll you'll notice it now if you're looking for it. <laughs> that was
0: David Saitland, founder of Mock V Solutions. Thanks, David. Thank you. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. And a thank you to our sponsor, Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation. Their business development team can help you find the best talent, an ideal location, and the latest in market and business intelligence so you can do business successfully in the greater Washington region and Montgomery County. Your business success starts with MCEDC. Connect with them at thinkmoco.com. Support for this podcast comes from University of Maryland Smith School of Business where students learn to harness data to meet tomorrow's challenges. More information about the Smith School MBA program is available at rhsmith.umd.edu. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online writer is Barbara Ulrich. Music provided by two DC region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. And let us know who you think we should be talking to on this show tweet us at at what's working DC. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening.